So this is not the Check for Traps podcast, this is the Coronavirus Plague Lockdown podcast, and today we're reviewing a movie that apparently inspired Mad Max. It is definitely going to be one of the least viewed podcasts we've ever put out there. I guess now <laughs> How low all... can you go? <laughs> it's a pretty competitive fucking... <laughs> can we get less than four views? Jo- joining us today, we have Ruben. Hello. Aaron. Howdy. We have Alec. Hello. And special guest hostage, Billy Ash. Good evening. Fantastic. Bunk is getting so, mighty full <laughs> this was the it's, it's getting awfully hot in here we might have to start having sex so this one was suggested by ruben um, I, I, I regret not... everything they hang me out to dry like that was it's getting hot we have to have sex the moral of r kelly's it's getting hot in here i believe so. this film <laughs> we need a jug of hot piss from r kelly was it r kelly that, yeah no that was r kelly yeah. R- yeah. this was this was one of the most disturbing movies i've seen for ages uh, in in the i don't understand what the point was but there were enough things in it that made me sure that there was some kind of point there was a telepathic dog there was a barter system involving food in exchange for rape and there was a weird like microcosm community under the ground after the nuclear war oh yeah there was also nuclear war um it is ruben's favorite film despite what the fact is oh, <laughs> <laughs> i'm not sure we've actually even said the title of the film yet have we it's it was called, called the, the boy and, and his, his dog. dog it's actually the only film ruben owns on blu-ray i, I was actually thinking that a remake of this where you have a person playing the dog would be pretty funny like in so like the remake i would make um, would be me as the boy and an apple as the dog. A telepathic apple. So a telepathic apple. Does it have googly eyes on it? Maybe the apple could also be the woman, so I could make love to it. Would that be a second <laughs> apple or the same apple? Aaron, in your version, so it's just a boy and another boy. Well, no, so it's a it's a boy, and then there is a <laughs> the, the for the purposes of the film, the other boy is a dog, but he is where it's just a man wearing a dog outfit. I'd also like it to be like a really old haggard man as well. Actually, I think that'd be really funny. <laughs> Harris? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Something like that. Ed Harris is like a good Sam one. Neill or like Sam Elliott. Personally, I'd go for Mark Strong because I feel like he'd have a very sober and reassuring tone. On the right year at the, the Academy Awards, you could probably spin the telepathic dog film played by a guy in a dog suit into a victory. I know that it's a bit obvious, but I'm going for Harrison Ford on all fours being the dog that finds me women to have sex with. <laughs> That would be my version of the film. <laughs> He'd be so I'd like it to be like Dog the Bounty Hunter. I was going to say, not only did he, obviously he was in Call of the Wild, which is really the spiritual successor to this film, I imagine, yes. having not seen it. He also played a dog in The Secret Life of Pets 2. He's been prepping oh. for this role all his life. I would choose... If anyone is wondering why we're having so much trouble staying on topic, it's we don't want to talk about one it. of the most baffling... <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's one of the most baffling and nightmarish movies I've ever seen. If we were to just summarise the plot, begins with a man who's desperate to find food but also women using his telepathic pimp dog that can scan the area with some kind of sonar ability. Literally and makes a sonar sound effect as well, that's important. As he's looking for, for women to sex up. And then he finds a woman an, an outdoor cinema which exists in the post-apocalypse for some reason which he pays to enter by trading a can of beetroots and then he sees a woman there who he then goes into a bunker and rapes her he tries to rape her that's true he he attempts to rape her but then she immediately falls in love with him for some reason they get interrupted by other rapists yeah there's a big shootout there's a dog fight which definitely was not staged in any way they just make two dogs fight oh that was sad that that may have even been more more sad than the sexual politics I agree I think because the sexual politics can be staged and uh, the the dog fight was way more jarring for me also like she doesn't actually fall in love with him like she does just pretend so in in that that capacity I mean again like I you know I, I get 
forget that in that moment it was shocking to us, but like it was eventually like you know it was thinking ahead, revealed to yeah, be a exactly, ruse, which yeah, I, I rated true. for. I mean, yeah, and again, like it was quite shocking. It was like, oh, that's really weird, and I bet that I have to hope that that was weird to seventies audiences as well. I've got oh, no yeah, idea. I mean, obviously so the cinema was full uh, of smoke. Under the guise, everyone was probably a minute away from hitting their wife, but hopefully it was shocking. Like, <laughs> they go through a, a security door using a key card to an underground utopia, which is just nineteen seventies America, but everyone has clown makeup on where they use this man to farm sperm using a giant pump we have referred to as the spum pump or the spump <laughs> do you want my interesting fact about the spump now <laughs> give me the Fire spump away. fact go absolutely. on absolutely it's, spray it all it's over the, it. <laughs> it's, the, it's real. It's called electroejaculation, and it's a real technique used to harvest semen. What scenarios do you need to harvest semen? I, I believe it's mainly used for an, livestock that you know you that you want oh, to breed. So say like you know stud horsing or cattle or sheep. I don't think it was supposed to be used on humans. Maybe you've got real bad erectile dysfunction. You want to pass on your genealogy. Maybe they oh, hook I, you I, up to the spump. I, I got I, no I, idea. The actual, I think that's the end. The actual pump because that's just like sticking a vibrator because you people do that all the like you can do that with a finger if, if you're good yeah do anyone remember <laughs> well, surely you can't do the electro part of electro ejaculation with the, a finger the well, bme pain search electro ejaculation the first google result is a drawing of a mouse with a little vibrator up its ass you don't see the penis to pump contact because they're cowards <laughs> but you see a little vial slowly oh so you're saying it might be two separate devices like it's the electro ejaculator and then the spump yeah like because how are they getting but then the, the spump, spump isn't actually is only receiving sperm it's not actually pumping it out of him he is ejaculating and then it is just sucking it out this is like a Hoover. Welcome think? to Shepherd Traps for all the really this important is... dialectics. Yeah, oh this is the longest conversation anyone's ever had about this film, including <laughs> the conversations had by the people who made it. There's also uh, there's something odd. called the transrectal electroejaculation probe, or the tree or treep. For, uh, North... Subscribe for more spum facts. There's also from the erectile electroejaculation probe, or the re, which I think we can all agree <laughs> is <laughs> the first tree. I can understand using it for bulls and stuff like. <laughs> well, I was going to say the spam pump didn't really come to me as a surprise because in our pump. more edgier teenage years, I did look up the Encyclopedia Dramatica's offended page and came across the BME Pain Olympics. I thought you were going to say in your teenage years you used to have your semen extracted from your body using a spump. I won't disclose any further information on that without a Patreon donation. Entirely reasonable. Like and subscribe. Keep that behind a paywall, Will. Don't, don't give it to them for free. I'd like to take this opportunity to remind any maniac who might be listening that we are still discussing the movie that went on to inspire George Miller to make the Mad Max franchise. And Fallout. And the Fallout video game franchise, apparently. Black Black Oasis Studios, or whatever they're called, looked at this and were like, we should make video games about this. Yeah. But also... Do you want to make one of the best franchises ever? Yeah, why not? It it was a weird time. So, (laughs) after he's having his penis extracted using the spump... He decides he just doesn't enjoy that. He ha- oh yeah, he's forcibly married to every single woman, like thirty-five <laughs> women or something. Thirty-two women. Thank- thanks, you. thanks, Will. Very 35. vital. Thirty-five. Thirty-five. Oh, right. Unthank you. Unthank you, Will. <laughs> I apologise wholeheartedly. To You're our drunk audience. on spum. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> it, the, the, the girl he previously attempted to rape, but then she befriended him for her own personal gain. 
befriends him again for her own personal gain and tries to get him to assassinate council, the committee, the, the right? committee thank you, that run this bizarre spumping operation. He's like, no bitch, you got your own problems. But then they get chased by a robotic farmer who he tries to kill kind of succeeds and then they escape back through the door somehow how they developed this like android technology in the post-apocalypse is not commented it, upon nor, nor is the fact that his dog is telepathic and he goes back outside the door back up to the real world on the surface again where everything's a kind of a shell but really it's just a desert in arizona somewhere and his dog's a bit sad on the ground and then to make his dog less sad they eat the woman that he tried to sexually assault the end <laughs> And that was a boy and his dog. So, I mean, I, in defense of the final quandary, I, I do quite like what they set up where, like, she clearly wants her, like, it, like you know, she's, like, trying to manipulate him. She's trying to, like, play him off in the really, like, lazy and really, like, ham-fisted way. And then once it's been clear that they've been sort of Adam and Eve kicked out of paradise, she's like, don't you love me? Uh, but then equally, like, they're, yeah, just everyone's so fucking vile, even the people with, like, a pretense of civilization. Do you think that's the message, then, that if there is a message, that the message is just all humans are shit, even the ones that you think are good. I, I think it's more like the people living in luxury and the people living in the desert are equally shitty. We're all no better than a telepathic dog. <laughs> it's not attempting to sprout hope, is it? Like in Mad Max, he meets awful people, but he also meets quite kind-spirited people, whereas in this series, it does seem like everyone is entirely focused around their own paradigm, whereas the only person, or shall I say sentient being, who actually expresses any affection is the uh, very maladapted telepathic dog. I mean, he, the dog incites a bit of rape as well. I mean, he's, he's by no means a I mean, he facilitates nice it. Facilitates it. I mean, does, does yeah, he incite he, it? He's, he's like a pimp, isn't he? He, he, well, yeah, he actively is like, oh, go out and get some, get some sex. He refers to himself as a female provider. Tin so of beans have... and that, that dog will hook you right up. Yeah, he's... it's also worth noting at this point that when that dog was given a chance to expound on the character of the one female in the movie, he was himself a virulent misogynist. Put aside the bizarre twisted plot, what do you think about the rest of the film? Like, There was a lot of drawn out scenes and I don't believe it was for artistic reasons. I think there was a, Agreed. if you can't make a hour and a half film, then don't make an hour and a half film, but a, a long shot in the weird factory, but there was the same when he was looking in the, in the cinema. I did actually like the cinema and I liked the fact he traded a tin of beetroot because a cinema is still like would would be quite a luxury service, and food is obviously like the one barter item you'd reasonably have. Especially when you're watching a pornographic boring, snuff film as well in the cinema. I mean, it felt sort of a bit. Oh, so I guess like experimental is the wrong word, but it did feel like it was doing something that clearly was in its infancy. And I I don't believe that without without this film, <laughs> I would have got. Like things like Tank Girl, and as we said, apparently wouldn't even got Mad Max. I, I give it, I give it its props. Like I'm glad it exists, really glad it exists. But especially fucking like think about the amount of time we probably collectively played playing Fallout. Jesus Very Christ. true. We owe this film a debt. God damn it. Can't that is it. true. I, it makes me feel a bit bit dirty though. Nice. If anything about about all those things, because I feel like now I don't feel inspired to do anything other than to sit in the fetal position in the shower. But, and but cry. think, Ruben, it inspired those other people to say, "I'll take what works. I'll take what take what I find really cool." I'll iron out all the rape, and then I'll, I'll move on from there. And I think that's fucking great. Oh. <laughs> if you well, Mad Max if, just if, kind if, of took like, what if it was the apocalypse, and that was, and that was about it. And then Fallout took out that. What if it was the apocalypse, but also the fifties? Yeah, is that well, and also and people lived <laughs> yes. underground. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I think Mad Max definitely took a couple of the vibes. Like it took sort of like the. I mean, the only difference is that the protagonist in this film became the antagonist in Mad Max. There's a lot of sexual violence in Mad Max as well, yeah. but in, in this it 
was way too pivotal and it was just normalized like, wasn't it I not, think that's the, not, yeah that's it the... normalized is the word no one looks down on it whatsoever not even the victim but do we need to do we need them to i mean we all, we all agree that it's terrible but like this is the post-apocalypse and that was it was a, a satire of black comedy about how fucking shit people are i don't think it makes a very interesting story no i agree it doesn't make it's it, a man it does make a very interesting dog, story. which he only uses to find people to rape no i, I agree it's like okay cool now what oh he's gonna go mm. find someone else to rape yeah oh, I, I didn't awesome. i didn't care for I that, noticed... would be, that would be the same the other way around if it was just a dog constantly moralizing him about why he shouldn't rape if, if you ever if you ever I, just do like a 2d depiction of something which this did then it will be boring i, I appreciate what you're saying but I, I think i'm kind of on alex's side i think the point isn't so much the depiction or the fact that they didn't say this is bad in the movie but it's just i don't really understand why that was the main motivator like that was the driving force of all of the characters actions. oh yeah it was just because it was supposed That's... to be edgy petulance i think if but, i um... might interject with just an opinion boy you gotta be rude shut him off <laughs> no, go uh don johnson's character is shown to be born of that age grown up without an education and i'm not saying this was a conscious decision by the production house or yeah. the director but what i think it does show is how easy it is to go from this artificial moral code into what if we weren't taught any morals well he's dog. taught by by a dog he's, which he's reverted, could again, just a dog, be a figment of his imagination a dog probably not a good vessel to carry the knowledge of western yeah. civilization literally raised by wolves but I, I, again yeah I, I, I do I, I get what you're getting for well I quite like that because yeah he does he is just a complete animal and can't be judged by our yeah, societal conditions a, do, do you think that the writers thought about that or I think, probably I think, not I think Harlan yeah. Ellison did. I'm, I'm going out there. I think the guy who wrote the book is a man called Harlan Ellison. He's weird and he's kind of fantastic. I think he fully thought about that. I guess if as well, like if we try and place it in its in its time period, what, this is two, three years before Star Wars comes out? This was probably pretty unique. Probably quite exciting as well, considering, you know, that how pornography wasn't available and we know that everyone back then was already a rapist, so... It was in the 70s when, when they had porn theatres, though. Yeah, you know, I thought it was quite a prevalent. You're absolutely no, I'm, right, I'm saying so in sort of like a, I'm an idiot. a mainstream well, no, action no. thing. Though apparently the critics well, loved when it. Was I, a... like, there's literally one, only one other thing that I wanted to say about this movie, and that's that given how big a deal it is that there was an underground society that seemed to have resources that the top side didn't have, that only happened 36 minutes before the end of the movie. That was like a really, really weird mm. time to have that development. Yeah. You could tell as well, like the underground subplot is resolved incredibly quickly. I feel nothing but emptiness. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, I'm finished. Just, I've just... seen I've seen too much attempted sexual assault, too many randy dogs, and one act of implied cannibalism. But at least they Thanks. kept the cannibalism tastefully off camera. That's true. <laughs> Did you not enjoy everyone being in whiteface? No, I was just, just like, oh, cool. Now they're clowns, I guess. <laughs> the things that were a bit were, were edgy and weird didn't seem to make any sense whatsoever. And, and not in a good way, where it's like, oh, that's unexplained and mysterious. Yeah. It was just like, no, well, right. someone's the, done the, it for the sake of it. I do. might be a good sort of piece of iconography for how pointless any of its edge was. Just why the clown face? And why isn't it enforced to a standard? Mm. It's true, because he... I mean, I guess the reason they never put him in clown face, because he seemed to be the only one without clown face. Presumably it was just because he wasn't going to be alive long enough to warrant... 
wasting precious clown makeup on him. You asked how their economy works. I reckon it's all clown face, clown makeup. Yeah, supply. Also, apparently, <laughs> the in the book, uh, it is an artificial biosphere that nourishes the plants. So it's like recycled, makes, recycled uh, water. That makes so much. I mean, sense. it doesn't really because I still don't know where the the light comes from in the artificial biosphere. Yeah, or at the, least the it, what's powering it wasn't all this shit. in the. just floodlighting everywhere. Well, I guess if you spend enough time in the dark, your eyes adapt. Don't the mole they? people. <laughs> The mold so for, for me, my closing statement would be: if you want to go and watch a gritty post-apocalyptic film, go and watch Mad Max Two: Road Warrior. <laughs> I, w- I would add to that to make sure that before, during, and afterwards, you wash your hands. I, I want to wash everything about me after watching this. <laughs> my closing. Get me the get me the big mop from from Twelve, <laughs> from 12 Monkeys. Monkeys. Get the ass mop. <laughs> yeah, the butt mop. If you're interested in what inspired Mad Max and the Fallout games, and go, go watch it. Uh, otherwise, if you're a degenerate who gets off on people being raped and still doesn't want to break the law, I just thought it was dog shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just like these little moments of like, oh, we've cobbled together something vaguely interesting. Like here's some sort of warlord with a leopard print bicorn hat. You like, okay, and then it just goes on forever. Here's some fun wire work, but we've left the wires in, and it's just oh, well, fair enough. It's the seventies. It's like okay, we get it. Like, and it's a scene where he watching the porn film, and then the dog goes. There's a woman, and we get such a long shot of him slowly walking around after this woman. Yeah. It's like why? Why is this? Please get to the point. And then they get to the point, and you wish they never bothered. It was it, no. He, I mean, he is right. We've tried our best to make a velvet purse out of a pig's ear, but yeah. the movie was garbage. It was, when, it was when worth when trying Aaron to defend. <laughs> when Aaron was reading off the list of everything it inspired, I was baffled. Yeah, I, I, I guess again, I, I guess the problem is if you're in the seventies and no one's done anything, then even something like this can probably still kick you off and be like, "That's a sick idea." I think that's probably what they did. He was like, "Man, this is fucking. I could make a much better version of this." It's, obviously, you can't really say mm. that to you know on the interview. It's like, "Man, I watched this film once." It was shit, but boy, did it inspire me to make Man Max. I could steal it and no one would be annoyed at me. P- apologies for, for suggesting this. Right, well. Purely by the blurb. Next time, one of you guys, please pick the Because a Wikipedia entry basically describes it as a man roams the desert with his dog that locates women for him to rape. And I was just like, wow, this is an interesting choice. <laughs> Wiki- for the- Wikipedia wasn't far wrong. <laughs> All right, we're going to put Ruben in the 12 monkeys cage and he will be the first volunteer to be sent back in time to stop us to stop this movie from being Oh, made. I thought you were going to stop us from recording <laughs> it. That's much more that's a much better aim. This Thanks. was the Chat for Trout's podcast. Thank you very much and we apologize. Goodbye. Yeah. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Sorry.